Listen up, ladies. You are a bad bitch. You are a bright light. You are a unique, gorgeous individual who is put on this earth to glow. Life is hard, and it's sometimes dysfunctional, and you might want to shut down. You might want to quit. Don't. Beautiful things come from trusting in your journey and staying the fuck open to it. Okay. I feel like I should get merch that has a shirt that says that because that's the only thing I say when I start an episode. I say, okay. Um, what is up, you guys? Welcome back to the Stay Open Podcast. I'm your host, Arletta, and today I am on it. Okay, I got some notes. I got some definitions for you. Um, I have a very clear vision of what I want this episode to be, and I hope you get something from it as much as I gained from it just um, researching and making notes. But today is going to be all about glorifying the burnout and how we need to stop doing that. Um, And of course, you know, I didn't want to call it that because when I looked up all of these articles just to see like what other people were saying about burnout all of them were stop glorifying the burnout stop glorifying the burnout stop glorifying the burnout and I try to bring or I I want to always bring like a different take on it but I do think it is important to understand that the word glorify is important in this saying because It truly is a glorification of sorts with our culture, um, with our work environments, our friends, our family. We glorify, we hold to a high regard your ability to push yourself to the absolute brink of exhaustion, of um, overwhelming emotion, of hard work and we you know in my micro ways and in macro ways and big and small ways we support each other in torturing ourselves basically um and I have a girlfriend that every time you know we talk on the phone it's just so soul filling And she and I have a lot of great conversations where we'll be talking and she's like, you should make a podcast about that. And I'm like, you know what? I should. So I write them down and I'm going to go through them um, over the next couple of weeks because I think every topic that we, her and I have discussed is very relevant to today Um, and also relevant just in your 20s alone, which if this is your first time listening, um, Stay Open, I really created for a space to have honest and open conversations about your 20s. Um, And at the time, you know, I've wanted to do this since I was 20, since I turned 20, since I was in college. I wish I had back then, honestly. I feel like Looking back on it now, it would be so interesting to see my insights then compared to at 26. I feel very different, obviously, as I'm sure most of you feel as you get older. Um, But I feel very much the same in a lot of aspects. I just feel deeper, like I've gotten more depth, if that makes any sense, in who I am. Um, So anyways... 
going back to the burnout, okay, we were, her and I were talking, my girlfriend, and we were just talking about, um, you know, the, the exhaustion behind starting your own business. I started my own graphic design social media management company, and I absolutely love it. Like, I'm definitely doing something that is creative, something that I love to do. Every day is different and new. I love my clients. I love um, all the projects I've taken on. I've taken on so many different logos, types of companies, and I'm always learning, right? But when you start your own company, um, I actually think it was a graphic that my girlfriend sent me um, a couple days ago. She tagged me in it on Instagram, not the same girlfriend, a different one, but it was this like iceberg picture and it said the work that you see and then underneath the water it was the giant iceberg and it was like the work that I do that you don't see. That's how I feel with starting um, my own company. If you would like an episode on what little I know about business or what I've learned along the way, um, let me know. I think there's a lot of us out here who need to put our energy outside of our main job um want to put it into something you know a hobby that is lucrative maybe financially or um, gives back to you in energy emotionally and so a lot of people have side hustles so even if you have a side hustle this is like completely applicable to it um so let me know if you want that because i would be down um but the side, the, I'm sorry, the burnout that comes from working, not even in just your own job, in like life in general, I have been way too close to the last, I don't know, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years of my life, honestly, since college, um, probably arguably in high school. Um, I basically, you know, if you have experienced burnout, you probably have experienced the burnout way before you realize that you're burnt out. And I think actually a really good um, example of this right now, like in the media, was Simone Biles, you know, putting out a personal statement that for mental health reasons she was going to sit out of the team I want to say tryouts it's not tryouts the performance basically she's sitting out right and I've had a lot of conversations with people about this and I take a stance that frustrates people so um you can fast forward through this or like yell at me in your car if you think I'm wrong I don't fucking care but I have no problem with her taking a break for mental health I don't think um anyone should I think Honestly, if you do, that says more about you than it does about her. It's about her life, right? And what she can handle and what she can take on. And nothing is wrong with that. Um, in fact, I think, as hopefully many of you know, mental health is an issue that, yes, is a field that's growing, thank God, and, and deepening and reaching more people um, just through awareness. But we have a long way to go to understanding the type um, of lifestyles that we put on ourselves and how that affects us mentally and 
um, you know, toxic people, whatever it may be, mental health is very real and it's all consuming and it's different for everyone. So there's not really, you know, cookie cutter definitions are kind of difficult um, in some of the areas of mental health because everyone experiences depression differently. Everyone experiences anxiety differently. Everyone experiences um, sadness, you know, retraction from the world, like wanting to kind of be on your own isolation. All of those are side effects to the root of the issue. So she puts out this personal statement and the media goes fucking buck wild. And what I have an issue with, because I studied public relations in college, I have a degree in it, um, you learn in PR that nothing is random, nothing is by chance, nothing is, oh, just an innocent um, media press day. Like, no, all of it is planned. So you see her leave, right, put out a personal statement. Then the media takes with it runs with it every single you know media outlets covering it writing a story on it they're taking pictures of her when she goes and watches her teammates compete and it's no longer about the United States women's gymnastics team it's about Simone Biles I thought that timing was inappropriate I thought that Simone could have been silent and chosen to speak on the mental health issue and topic post-Olympics and instead the focus was all on her and whether that's her fault um, or her management's fault or if this was purposeful or if it's just the media um, regardless there were other women there competing that deserved their Olympic spotlight that I think were robbed of that because of Simone Biles choice to go on her Instagram story and answer a thousand questions from fans um, all about, you know, the, what are they called? Tipsies, the turnies, the twisties. There we go. All about twisties and um, where she's been mentally. And, you know, she doesn't owe anyone anything, but she does, I believe, owe a conversation to mental health post-Olympics. And then, of course, you know, couple days go by and then on Saturday she's right back in it competing so do with that what you will I'm not going to get too deep into that I really just wanted to use it as an example of someone who for various amount of reasons probably felt the burnout and she even mentioned you know she she was feeling it like she wasn't really there during the trials and um, she thought she could push through it so she still you know competed came to Tokyo and then was like I actually can't fucking do this I'm gonna hurt myself I'm gonna you know hurt the team and our chances of winning so burnout is interesting to me of course my vibe I have to go to urban dictionary because just the regular dictionary does not do my rhetoric and vocabulary justice okay so what is burnout let's start there right so The term burnout was actually coined in the 1970s by a psychiatrist named Herbert Frudenberger to describe overworked volunteers in mental health clinics. 
Um, and via Urban Dictionary, my favorite dictionary, burnout is a state of emotional and physical exhaustion caused by a prolonged period of stress and frustration, an inevitable corporate condition characterized by frequent displays of unprofessional behavior, a blithe of refusal to do any work, and most importantly, a distinct aura of just not giving a shit. And burnout is something that is hard to define when it is the normal for your life. Um, speaking from a personal experience, working in, um, you know, the football industry, it's all about burnout. It's all about burnout. It's ironic. It's like you talk about the mental health, the physical health of the athletes that you're taking care of, that you're recruiting. Um, But yet all of the employees are burnt the fuck out, aren't taking care of themselves, aren't eating right, aren't sleeping well, um, are using, you know, it's like I was, I was talking with um, someone I used to work with and it was like, we were talking about, you know, you wake up at the crack acid on, you have, um, a shit ton of coffee all throughout the day, maybe an energy drink, maybe Adderall. Then you go out and you're drinking all night and then to fall asleep, you're smoking weed. Like it's just, it's a nonstop cycle of using uppers and downers to keep you up and then down because you physically can't regulate your own body's needs because you are just going, going, going all the fucking time. And when you're at work and you're respected for being able to do that well, when you are looked at as like a great employee because you can pull a fucking all-nighter and fix an issue in 12 hours the night before a big event, um, you get like kudos for that at your job. And we are brainwashed, honestly, um, to want to perform high at our job right because that leads to promotions it leads to um, more money maybe it leads to your ego being inflated and fulfilled from people oh no I don't really need it Um, that leads to your ego being inflated and feeling good like you are the best employee possible because you can ride the burnout wave And if you're listening to this and you're like, I have, I think I'm living in a burnout, like a constant burnout, I am here to tell you that um, we're going to break the fucking cycle today is what you're going to do. And I think a lot of us feel trapped in situations where we're in a job that gives us burnout, but our job is financially secure. Um, or maybe, you know, you're working on climbing a ladder of sorts. So there's like a method to the madness of staying at the level that you're at in your job. And for that, it can feel suffocating when you feel like it's a never ending cycle. You're never going to get a vacation. You're never going to be able to relax. You're never going to be able to, um, you know, give back to yourself. But I want to challenge you today and, um, say don't ever underestimate the little times that you can stop and 
like regenerate yourself, okay? And sometimes that takes a full day. Sometimes that takes a full week. But we all know, we've all been there where you go on vacation, you spend the first half of the vacation winding down and just being like, being able to relax because it's a change of pace. You're not at your job. Um, You're finally realizing like it takes a while for your body's cells on like a molecular level to chill the fuck out. And then the cruel thing is on the back end, then you spend the other half just dreading the fact that you have to go back to your normal life. You have to go back to your everyday routine. You have to go back to the burnout. And so you're perpetuating in the end, just like getting back into it. So your whole vacation is spent mentally consumed in getting out of the burnout or gearing up for the next kind of push um, until your next vacation. And I often think like, why, why do we then glorify the burnout? You know, why is it culturally acceptable to push yourself to um, mental breaks? Um, or not mental breaks, but like, what am I even trying to say? Like a mental breakdown. That's what I'm trying to say. Why is that acceptable? I don't know. I don't know. You know, for me, I will say sometimes your parents, and I, I do think this is genetic, like my dad is a go, go, go type of guy. My dad is not a vacation type of man. He is like, you know, my mom and my sister and I, we want to lay on a beach for six hours with a pina colada in our hand and not move and read books and just chill he can't do that. He is like, his brain is always on. He's always thinking about his business. He is always, you know, um, I wouldn't even say anxiety. Maybe anxiety fuels it. I'm not going to speak for him, but my whole life, my dad has like never been able to chill on a vacation. He is fun with us. Don't get me wrong, but like he is, if he lays down and does nothing, he, he gets antsy. It's like too much rest for him so there is a lot of that inside of me when it comes to work especially with my own job like there's no clock out drive home and you're in your house and you're like okay this is nighttime mode there's none of that I could work till 3 a.m every single day and still wake up at 5 a.m and burn myself out you know but I have to choose my boundaries which is really important Um, I use the word boundaries a lot and of course you can use them with people but you need to create boundaries for yourself within your life and that's really important to understand and to grasp and to execute because you have to know your limits right like you have to assess your life scan it from top to bottom what you do in a day what you consume the majority of your time doing outside of work. Um, and you need to have a release. You need to have a stress a stress releaser daily. If that's journaling for you, if that's Real Housewives of New York when you get home from work, if that's yoga, if whatever your daily practice is, you need to instill one if you don't have it. That the minute it just starts happening, you're like, okay. 
I can recenter myself. I can focus on my breathing, right? I believe in the power of focusing on your breath. Doing things like Wim Hof's breathing exercise, going to yoga, meditation in the morning or at night is so important to slow down and reconnect yourself with who you are rather than what you're doing. But when you kind of have that energy, that like go, go, go mentality 24-7 and then it's been in your family your whole life, you know, like you've always done sports, you've always done a 10,000 things and then you carry that over into the workplace, it's a double-edged sword because you're probably loved at your work right? You're the guy that everyone can, or the girl, just said guy because, you know, whatever, you're the motherfucker. You're the dude who can take anything on their plate, who can fix, you're the fixer, you're the last resort, you are the Hail Mary, Peyton Manning, end zone touchdown employee, right? And then you go home and you're that for your family too. And it's like no matter what you're going through, um, you know, your family asks a lot of you. You are constantly like coming in last minute, saving the family for like last minute dinner or um, helping your family clean or helping them. I don't know. Whatever you're doing, if, if you are resonating with this, I am assuming you're probably like this in all areas of your life. And as much as that can be fulfilling, what you're doing is you are taking your cup. I'll use um, a Rachel Hollis analogy. You are taking your cup and you are pouring out your reservoir of water energy And you are pouring that into everyone else's. And then at the end of the day, you lay down, you put your head on your pillow. You're exhausted. You're spending time on social media for too long. You only get um, a couple hours of sleep. Your cup had no time to overfill. And you go... You wake up and you do the next day and you do the same fucking thing and you're pouring all of your energy into other people's cups and eventually you don't have anything to give to anyone else because you have been so consumed with helping everyone else, you haven't helped yourself. And the beauty of this cup of energy, something that I learned this weekend, um, I went to a workshop Oh, guys, guys, I have a yoga studio that I go to here and it is literally like God given. I know that sounds like intense, but I mean, it is my sanctuary. It is my safe haven. It is my like solace and my creativity reboot and I just, I cannot, like, I love it so fucking much. And they do these workshops. And I wanted to do it because it was a hemi-sync workshop, which if you have never heard of hemi-sync before, it was created by this institute called the Monroe Institute. And it's um, 
certain frequencies that align your left and right brain together, like brings them, um, synchronizes them. There we go. And it puts you in a meditative state just by brainwaves, takes you out of your beta brainwaves, takes you into like the theta, the gamma, and you can meditate and have these really beautiful introspective experiences while in a deep relaxation state for a long period of time, longer than you would normally be able to um, just by meditating. And I have, I was doing hemi-sync on my own through the gateway experience tapes. If you've ever heard about that, um, I highly recommend looking it up, but I would say, you know, look up guided meditations. I'm such a guided meditation whore because I like my brain, like my brain is all over the place, right? I'm ADD as fuck. So like I'm constantly having a hard time focusing. So guided meditations help me focus on a one track mind and they, they lead you into the hemi-sync and then you're just kind of um, there and left to explore whatever your body needs to work on. But the lovely thing that my instructor said this week was at the Monroe Institute, they brought monks in and the monks, you know, did the hemi-sync and they came out of it and they said, it took us 20 years of practice and meditation to reach the level of quietness in the brain that we reach through this technology in the hour that we did it so if you are someone who's like I have a hard time meditating because I can't focus my brain never stops running whatever it may be I highly recommend looking into hemisync um, it was probably the most calm for I did it from nine to five and we would do like you know one hour stints and then break and journal and talk I would highly recommend doing it. It was probably the longest my body and my mind were at peace. And I, I'm telling this to say this was a refilling cup kind of day. And it seems so simple. And it was simple. I mean, obviously there were things involved. Like you, you, I understand, you know, there's a privilege in financially being able to afford to do that. Um, having the time the privilege of the time on a Saturday to go and spend the full day just on myself. But I say this to never underestimate what one day of putting time and love back into yourself can do for you. It's like my Monday talks last week, my Monday co coffee talk. I talked about how Zach and I went to a Korean spa. Um, and if you haven't heard that, I, you know, go back and listen to it, but it's very simple, you know, Spend money on yourself that puts things, energy back into yourself. We are so quick to run to our favorite store and buy candles or clothes. And yes, those things are make us happy. They're, you know, they have monetary value, sure. Um, but I think sometimes it's harder for us to put that money into maybe a facial or a massage or um, a meditation retreat or a yoga retreat, you know, try to diversify your portfolio of how you financially give back to yourself. Because money is a tool. 
when I was at this Korean spa, I met these two girls. They were so sweet and nice and just, first of all, I realized how much I need girlfriends here because I have, I think I have one. I consider my yoga teachers my girlfriends. I don't know. You guys, it's bleak over here. I hang out with dudes all the time. It's just like dick swinging constantly. Um, anyways, I realized how much I need, you know, female interaction. But these two women were amazing. And one of them said, money is a tool. And we can use it to help us or we can use it to hurt us. And life is all about, you know, you're on this hamster wheel of making money, making money, making money, making money. Okay. Well, money comes and goes. It flows. And when it comes... If you put a little bit away in a back to me fund, in a fill my motherfucking cup up fund, and when it's, you know, enough money for you to go spend a day at the spa, you need to do that. Don't underestimate that because you are worth it. Okay, I'm not going to sit here and argue and don't even, I know you're already having those thoughts like, uh, but I could spend that at the bar on drinks. I could spend that at dinner with my girlfriends. Yes. And some of those experiences can be soul filling, but there's also draining going on. I need something that is isolated to you. And so I've been trying to put this practice into my life. So I went to a Korean spa and then you know, I did, I did the Hemisync workshop and it was just one of those days that refilled me beyond what I even thought was possible. And something that my instructor said that has still stayed with me and I've thought a lot about is when you are connected to source, whatever that may be, God, the divine creator, Buddha, Whatever you believe in. Um, And if you... I also want to take this moment to say... And I really want to do a religion episode. Because I love talking about it. Um, If you don't believe in anything... Then you're not connected to anything. So I want you to really think about what you're connected to. If you're sitting here saying, I don't believe in God. Um... Your energy is going somewhere, okay, it's going somewhere, and you're not aware of it. So I want you to harness your energy, and I want all of you to think about where your energy is going to. Because when you're connected to source, and you're living in your trueness, some people call that a passion, okay, I think... Me being someone who is constantly on self-help journey, self-growth journey, being fucking obsessive my whole life on what my passion is, I have since forewent that. I, I am not talking about my passion anymore because I know what I'm passionate about, but it's not about my passion. Um, it's about my truth. It's about my essence. Same with you. It isn't necessarily about your passion. Your passion um, can be man-created, okay? I'm talking about something that is just deep within you that you are meant to do, that you're called to, that you're pulled towards, that has been a common theme in your life, and you probably run from it. I know I do. 
you know, I'm sometimes scared as fuck what I think I'm meant to do here on this earth. It scares me, um, which is where my trust needs to come in with the universe and with God. Um, but one thing that my instructor said is when you're connected to source, there is a never ending flow of energy. So in a way, when you're connected to the well of life, your cup is always flowing. It's when we get disconnected and we pick that cup up and we pour ourselves out into others is when we lose that energy flow because we're not reconnecting our cup. We're not grounding ourselves in the truth and we're not allowing ourselves to have moments of peace, pockets of peace that realign who we are and connect us to the greater source. And so doing things like hemisync um, connect you to that source, that energy. It connects you to yourself. And I realized that our culture is all about giving to others, all about giving, 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 giving ourselves, you know, give it your all, um, do the best you can. It's also about optimizing work environments. So you're one person taking on a job of five people and a lot of situations are not okay. You know, they're not normal. They're not healthy. And some of that is in our control. A lot of that is not in our control. But what is in our control is our connection to ourselves. And I realize that within the burnout, it is so important to take moments. I don't even care if you are. And there's sacrifice involved, right? Because taking a whole Saturday from 9 to 5, that's your day. And like Zach asked me um, yesterday on Sunday, he was like, how was your weekend? And I said, it was amazing, but I feel like it's over. And I just had one day where I could really dig deep for myself and then go back to the grind. Like that just seems so ass backwards from the way that I want to live my life. And hopefully one day I can live it on the schedule that I feel is healthy for me. But in the meantime, I used to be told all the time, listen to yourself. You're not listening to yourself. And so I wanted to say with the burnout comes boundaries, being able to set boundaries for yourself, know when, you know, your girlfriends are headed towards a weekend of like shenanigans and you're like, I had a terrible week. And as much as I think going out with them would be amazing, I'm going to be hungover. I'm going to be feeling like shit. I'm going to be exhausted. That's not cup filling. You know, that seems like it is. A weekend with your girlfriend seems like it should be, but when you really think about it, you're still getting things taken from you while you're while you're having fun. So maybe instead it's a night in with a glass of wine your favorite movie, crying, journaling, um, taking a bath, going for a walk, going to the movies. I mean, taking yourself on a date 
and just being at peace with yourself, that is soul filling. Even for the extro- extroverts, that is soul feeling, filling. If you're an extrovert, do it with someone that you know like is a soul filling human in your life. And so you're getting that interpersonal connection while also regenerating yourself. Um, but you have to understand that there is a difference between working hard and working so hard that you burn out. And it's about noticing the signs for yourself. My burnout used to be, I got sick. I got sick. And COVID, ironically, actually changed that for me because um, I think I really had a conversation with myself about health, um, about wellness, and how I couldn't afford to get a cold. Um. And so I was like, you got to be on your shit. You got to take care of yourself. You can't break down and get a cold because if you get a cold, then you're more susceptible to COVID. And I knock on wood, thank God, have, I don't think I've gotten a cold since. I think it's been like a year. And I purposefully have taken care of myself in a different way because I started listening to myself. A lot of you are not listening to yourself. And I do want to recognize that and say, I think a lot of us don't want to sit down and meditate or be quiet because in the stillness is when we hear like the real things, you know, the things we run from, the things we don't want to talk to ourselves about, the things we're ashamed of. Um, you can't run from those things you might think you can you might think you're really good at it you might be in the middle of like the run of your life away from your deepest secrets but I promise you if you confront them one they're not as scary as you thought they were going to be and two it will clear up so much space in your mind to be able to think clearly to be able to focus your thoughts on something other than obsessive negativity and it's okay to be a hard worker it's okay to go 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 but when you're go go going and you see these signs that come up we all know we each have they're each different in our lives but When you feel yourself starting to slow down, when you feel yourself starting to get sick, when you feel yourself starting to like kind of slip into a panic attack or an anxiety attack, that is your body protecting you from the burnout, from the trigger. Um, And even if it's just an hour of a deep guided meditation, even if it's just an hour of a walk outside in nature... It can do so much for our soul. And I think that's where I want to say, you know, figure out what works for you. If you are a water baby like me, getting in the water rejuvenates me. If you are an earth baby, go outside, take your shoes off, ground yourself. For those of you that don't know what grounding is, it is the physical connection between you and Mother Earth. 
and it is intentionally thinking about creating an anchor or a weight in your feet that connects to the source of earth, the center of earth. And you are one, again, here we go, one with the connectiveness. You are grounded and it changes everything. Like I recommend if you can think of it in this moment, obviously this is going to be difficult when, when I say it, but if you are like pissed in a fight or anything, take it outside. Be like, can we go stand outside? If you're like fighting with your husband or a girlfriend, whatever, or yourself, and you go outside and stand in the grass and then have the conversation, I guarantee you the conversation won't be the same. It won't be as angry. It won't be as mean. It won't be as harsh. It won't be from like the smallness of our egos. It will be from a place of different energy because you're grounding yourself. I think so often we forget that we are meant to connect in all aspects of our life to every person that's in our life, to everything that's in our life. But when we don't, we don't have an anchor. So we're floating around fucking crazy, feeling like we're getting shit whipped because you are. You need to ground yourself in that storm. You know, you need to ground yourself before you go to work. You need to center yourself before you start your day. And um, yeah, I don't know how much of this was organized because you know I get preachy and then I just like go off on my rants but I wanted to take it full circle kind of compact it if you are or have been burnt out at one time I want you to analyze that moment and come from a place of observation and not judgment And think about what it was that pushed you there. Because we know, I know, I don't want to admit it to myself, but I know what has caused my burnouts in the past. And eventually we do all crash and burn if we don't take care of ourselves. So you need to put in boundaries, you know, put up the bumpers of the bowling alley lane of your lane of life and put them there to allow yourself to not burn out, right? Keep yourself in that sweet spot. Where's the spot where you can work hard, but not work so hard that you burn out? And then I challenge you to think about the conversations you have with friends or family members when they come to you and they're venting or you're having a conversation and they're talking about their lifestyle, you know, be the person in their life to say, hey, what you just described to me is not normal, not healthy. You are exhausted because you never stop. You never give time for yourself. Venmo your girlfriends $10 for a fucking Starbucks in the morning. Venmo you know, your friends for 
a cocktail or a bottle ship them a bottle of wine or why is this all like drinks I'm such a foodie um pay for a manicure for your girlfriend like never underestimate what you could send send your friends a meditation journal or um quotes god like I have one girlfriend she literally sends me motivational quotes all the time and I love it because it's the first thing I see in my day and it's something that doesn't cost money it just costs time and the time is is enough but be the be the person in in your life in your inner circle's life that are challenging the people around you to be better to themselves because that's love in its purest form to me and if you ever need to talk about your burnout you know I'm here if you ever need to get some advice you know I'm here which also reminds me speaking on advice little segue I am starting a new segment on this podcast called Ask Arlie and I need you need you because I love giving advice to write in DM me on Instagram if you want it to be anonymous you can email me at stayopenpodcast at gmail.com but everything everything will be anonymous but you know if you don't want like your name there um just fucking say for like my friend was wondering I don't care um I am very confidential I just want to answer your questions and give you advice and I'm gonna um at the end of every episode I'll have like the ask Arlie segment so yeah or maybe at the beginning haven't decided yet but anyways that's this week's episode um it's so important that you realize how special you are and how strong you are and how much energy you have inside of you that is just waiting to be tapped into. So I love you and I wish nothing but amazing things to happen to you uh, this week and in your life. And if you have any questions, you know where to find me. Instagram is at Stay Open Podcast. My personal is at Arletta LaRue. Go fucking follow my Arletta Argyle Designs page if you haven't already and give this episode a thumbs up five stars fucking leave me a review it helps the pod so much and I love you guys your support is everything to me have a great week